Welcome to the kitchen sink. We will chat, we will make you think. You will not wanna go to the loo. You could miss a lot if you have that poo. Stay and watch and join in. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Indeed. Hello. How are you? Are you well? <laughs> yes, I can hear Lucy. Welcome to the kitchen sink. Uh, and is it that way or that way? That way? That's Lucy. <laughs> if you if this is your first time to us, um, we are a chat show. Hello, Hugh, with uh, comedic leanings. So like a comedy chat show. And every week, me and Lucy, basically, we've never met in real life. This is us getting to know each other online through the medium of a show. And uh, every week we have a special guest. This week we have Essel Sears, who is a fantastic Welsh comedian. And then we always review uh, a comedy show. And in the final section, we, today we are reviewing Gimme, 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 which is on BBC iPlayer. So hopefully some people have watched it and we can all join along in our review of it. So that's our intro. Huh. Second time we've done a proper intro, Lucy. What do you think? I think you're marvellous. It's as if it's as if you know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. Maybe next week uh, we'll we'll get you putting something into the intro as well. <laughs> Once we can trust your internet. <laughs> I saw everyone's praying for your internet this week, Lucy. Like, <laughs> you have been before. Lucy's internet loves us like the Grinch loves Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to go. Tomorrow, the modem arrives. Yay! Modem, modem. modem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we are slightly, ever so slightly, top twins. Ever oh. so slightly. That's cool. Isn't it? It's sort of, it's quite, mine's quite a pastel green. You might come in Miami Mint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. How are you anyway, Lucy? How's things? How's your week been? Um, oh, good. My, my truck is drivable now. Um, Yay, which makes my good. life better. Yeah, I feel you're not gonna die. I don't feel like I'm sort of changing some sort of steampunk truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I could see you in steampunk costume, but you know what? A friend of the show, Ali Hancock, has a lot of steampunk costume. I'm sure she yes. could lend you. You'd look excellent wandering around the countryside, dumping your wares. What is it you carry? <laughs> Today I was carrying clay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's completely, it is, I don't know, but it's, it's not long happened to me. But um, somebody complained that something off the back of my truck landed on their car and smashed their win windscreen. Did they um, Well, they took photos of my truck. Oh my god! Can't get away with anything these days. Um, <laughs> That's another man's car. You have what's called a sheet that goes over your load and keeps your load in. Right. And uh, the office rang me and said that you know there are photos of your truck and you didn't have your sheet on, which means things can jump out and and um, break things. And the fact is, I wasn't actually carrying anything at the time. There was nothing to fall out of my lorry. Oh. So right. I spoke to 
a colleague of mine and they went, well, you know what's happened? They got up this morning, poured hot water on their windscreen to get the ice off. Yeah. Saw me and thought, they did it. Yeah, we'll just blame that one. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. The, the, the fact I was empty, I was the first truck not to have a load from this place. And it was just roll of a dice who who was, you know, you go up there to get stuff. There was nothing there. I was the first person. And just that far away from having a load on, which would have proved the guy right. But the fact is, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> screw you, random. It's happened before. I had a, a woman ring up my other company when I was driving the Arctics mm-hmm. and said that I'd pushed her off the road and that um, I was using my phone like this whilst doing it and um, because I've got an iPhone doing all right for myself um, I do all my instructions through the phone so I'll say hey send a message to or hey (laughs) (laughs) so that fact that you know I never hold my phone like that and I said did they mention that I was female no so I reckon they would have noticed if... Yeah. <laughs> and she was a woman. That and God was a woman. <laughs> so she clearly did it. <laughs> she absolutely... Oh, talking about women, right? I've got a new Christmas jumper. Right? I love this. I don't know if this will show the right way or not, but this is from a company called... I'm obviously not getting paid for this, but from a company called Sparks, I think they're called. Let's check the label. Yeah, the Spark Company. I can't wait to wear this. That would have worked with Swansea. Can you see that? Slay the... Patriarchy! Oh, that's amazing! (laughs) How cool is that? You'll have to send me the link for that. I so will. So I've got purple, but they do have pink as well. And I think they've got um, a Black Friday... 10% 10% off or something but I just want to you know I just want to buy so much stuff from there they've got things like um you know uh feminism like a retro t-shirt it's all really a feminist site so and I and I uh, earlier on this year I went for a run uh so it's pre-covid I went for a run with a t-shirt that I bought called uh, and on it says um female is not a genre oh my god the weird looks I got like people like oh <laughs> like really mad stares and I'm like come on guys but I wonder because we're in our little comedy bubble and then we're like hey you're all very right on <laughs> you're very aware of all the you know all the things you have to be aware that everyone should be aware of you know like um hashtag me too and you know and, and trans rights and all the rest of it you have to be aware of this stuff because otherwise you will get because it's the right thing to do, but also because you get crucified by somebody constantly aware of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, thinking, oh, that's normal, isn't it? You know, shouting, yeah, keep away, Santa. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I, I really notice, have you noticed, like, with all the Christmas stuff, all you see is male figures. You, you know, you, all I see is, like, Santa... Rudolph's a bloke, even. You know, we need to get... OK, we got Mrs. Claus, but she's like a, she's clearly an afterthought. Yes, Lucy. <laughs> OK, so yes. on the last episode... Um, was it the last episode or the last episode before? Of Big World Small Talk. Yeah. yeah. 
we I, I ended up down some sort of a off-tangent conversation and I googled it and it turns out from the shape of the antlers all of Santa's reindeer are female uh, well some well with a name like Vixen you'd think they're all male and I was like Vixen Donna, Donna, Donna. Dancer not that boys can't dance, but I'm just saying if you were going to grab a gender stereotype from their pronouns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I added reindeer can be whatever they want to be. But I think it's high time we had a woman in a top job at the North Pole. Yeah. You know, it's all Santa gets the main billing every year. It's about time we had someone else. So I know there's Mrs. Claus, but she's she's lame. As a character, she's super lame, isn't she? So I reckon it's lights. Yeah, I reckon we could come up with a good female character for. Uh, or maybe we can make the North Pole uh, gender neutral. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just just for the extra fun. <laughs> hey kids. <laughs> Do you like a Christmas movie? Do I like a Christmas movie? Yeah, I love a Christmas movie. I've been watching... Um, I haven't watched any Christmas movies yet, but, I, right, over Christmas, I do have the Christmas movies. You can't watch them until, like, a couple of days before Christmas Eve. I'm not one of these ones going, time to put Elf on because it's July and I'm bored. No, thank you. Has to be Christmas movies at Christmas. And then I've got my New Year's movie, which is a bit problematic these days, Trading Places. Which I love, love Trading I Places. Love but it is problematic these days. So I just don't tell anyone that I watch it. But I still watch it. I love it. It's so good. But, you know, Blazing Saddles could also be seen as problematic as well. But, uh, yeah, so it's got to be... I like Elf. What Christmas movies do you like? I like Elf. I, I go... Fourth Street. Christmas even, Carol. Ooh. Even though I'm quite um, a hardened, cynical spinster, um, mm. I love a Hallmark movie. Really? Like, I, I absorb it. Like, I can watch, like, if you ca if I catch me in the right mood, I can do five or six in a day. Lovely, yes. And it's so, like, next, next. I don't care that she has to give a job off, a job up to have happiness. I don't care if the guy treated her badly, but then she takes him back and they live happily ever after. If you stick uh, a sleigh bell in the background of the introduction, I am there. Yeah, so a bit of fake snow. I love it when the snow is falling and you're like, I know they filmed this in the middle of the summer and I know that is potato starch, not snow, but I don't care. It looks but have you ever seen the Mrs. Miracle films? No, I'm making a note. Mrs. Miracle. So, um, did you ever watch um, Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes, I love Oh, the mum off it, is it? The mum off that. She's like a Christmas Mary Poppins. So right. she she turns up and she sort of, um, it'll always be a father that's um, lost the wife years ago. And the kids are hoping that they'll find someone. And she sort of turns up with a wicker basket and a, a boundary <laughs> for the kids. And the kids stop being dicks. They always save the, the school play somehow. And then love ensues.
saves the company or, you know, or the pay rise. I mean, there's, you know, it's very difficult to be such a staunch feminist and love Christmas movies. You really have to turn off that part of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it gets harder the more feminist you get. You just, you've just got to get a squeezy toy or just, you know, <laughs> shout into a pillow every now and then. It's like, where are the women? <laughs> Why are we only on the straight lines? Why are you we only present? Like, the, the ones that have got, like, the slightly famous, like, main stars. So you would recognise them from being some TV programme sometimes, somewhere, but you can't quite place them, but you know that they're the lead actor. That's the level I love. <laughs> right. <laughs> She off EastEnders, no dad. She's the sister in that film. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't she the one with the gammy leg in. I don't know. She's an actor. She's probably been in lots of things. Let's just watch the film. Uh, uh-huh. Are you looking? Thank you, Ray. Uh, Please rely on Ray. Hugh for our research, for our guest. Hugh, I hope you're ready. And Ray for our research on facts. Love it. Um, oh, can I show you something? Right. Go on then. Can, can we stop you, Lucy? <laughs> oh, she's off. I love the pink. Is that pale pink? The... Oh! oh, yeah. Oh, I love a good bit of glitter. Oh, lush. Lush. Clearance sale in Tesco's, £10 each. Shut the door. Oh, my word. Yeah. I'm off to Tesco later. God, yeah. There, there, there was a woman standing there looking at them next to me, and they were like, why are they on clearance? And then here a friend looked and went, well, it's not like we can go for a Christmas party, is it? Sneak <laughs> <laughs> wins don't go out of fashion. You know, so let let it snow, let it, you know, rain <laughs> bargains on all of us. Ray says his mm-hmm. rainbow movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Now, Raymondo, I would argue, why is that a favourite movie? It is grim. The guy is trying to commit suicide. He sees an angel, spoiler alert, but it is about 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. But he's like friggin' he's a hundred years old. He's like he's he's not a hundred years old. It's James Stewart, but James Stewart wanted to top himself. It is a bit grim, I have to say. But this you know, what makes it a Christmas movie? Oh yeah, it's it's Christmas Eve, is it? When he decides I'm gonna walk out with my family. Is that right? I well, don't know. I've only watched it once. I, I also get annoyed by that movie, but for different reasons. I love James Stewart because he's just so handsome. So handsome, um, but oh, it's sort of like you have to take shit off people and never stand up for yourself if you want a wonderful life. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, I suppose that's a good lesson. Maybe it's like you know when you run a ten k that you're not prepared for, and you're like it's grim all the way through, but at the end you just oh I love life. That's it's a wonderful life. It's grim all the way through. And then at the end, you're like, oh, they're happy and it's finished. Yay, I feel amazing. He snaps, doesn't he? He snaps and he's like, I want people to stop being horrible to me and stop pushing me around and stop looking over me. I want to, you know, fuck you, what if I never existed? (laughs) And then, and the moral of the story is, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) 
James Stewart was very good oh. in Rear Window. Now I've got to... Oh, never mind James Stewart, Melanie. What about Grace, Princess Grace of Monaco? Wasn't she in Rear Window? <gasps> That's such a classy film. Bloody love that film. That's lush. I'm just going to have a quick read of what Graham's saying. <laughs> oh, hi, right. Graham. Hi, Graham. Back to recoup. Oh, put it below me. P.S. Right, let's put it on the screen. We can all read it together then. Watched me the other day. Couldn't take it seriously. Not being insufferable like on everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks. Thanks, home. Um, yeah, and Ray, by the way, sorry to like pee all over your favourite Christmas film. Yeah, no, I didn't mean to do that. Didn't mean to do that, but you know what I'm like. You have met me. You know what I'm like. I don't think, and then it just comes out my, my head. So I do think. Oh, yes. Yes, Melanie. She was. So she, um, yes, I think she was in Vertigo as well. By the way, uh, sorry for the podcast. Oh, yes. So uh, that's something I missed out of the intro. People are watching us from all over. So you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, you're on Twitch, <laughs> you're on um uh, you're listening through a podcast. If you're watching us live and you're, you know, chatting away and you're the only one commenting on your particular stream, don't go thinking you're on your own because we can see all of the chats. <laughs> and there's quite a few on Facebook, so I hope you're all having a good time chatting away to each other as well. So I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, what else are we going to... Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, go on. I was going to say, ha, ha, what are you, are you going to be having a Christmas party... Like with your parents, are you still gonna have? Because I mean, you because your your sisters, your brothers still live far away, and therefore you've been having your family Zoom quizzes. And I was wondering whether you're going to have a family Zoom Christmas it's party. Still up in, well, we're definitely gonna have Christmas quiz for sure. Absolutely, I've already started thinking of my questions, my Christmas quiz. So as to, I really hope my sister and my brother-in-law are able to come around, but it's kind of up in the air because who knows what's happening. I know the powers that be have said, yes, for five whole days, we're allowed to see our own family. But, you know, there's a lot of, but there's other people online going, yeah, but I'd rather be able to see my family every year and not kill them off with COVID, you know. And, um, <laughs> yes, uh Sorry, I'm just listening. Graham saying, "What aren't you on?" <laughs> I don't know what what we could say that we're not on. We're on everything except Periscope, I think, because that's got a bit tipped up. So yeah, um, it's up in the air whether we're having our Christmas quiz or not. How about you, family-wise? What are any plans? What are you guys doing? Well, because we're mixed race, because um, my brother is in Wales and we're in England. Hmm. Um, he's been allowed out and we haven't or we have and he hasn't it it seems to be the most ridiculous situation of you know we've been we talk every week and you know you're you, you were trapped but i was allowed out and then all yeah. of a sudden i'm trapped but you're allowed out and it's the same it's the same for my my brother living in Cavilli. so we don't know whether or not we can go see him we don't know if he can see us um but we were going to have a few friends, Mum and I, we were going to get one of those sort of chalet lodges and have a girls' Christmas night. Just six of us. We were living to sanctions. Um, yeah. We were going to have six of us and we were going to get one of those big wood cabins with, like, um, just frivolity and dancing and laughter all night. Yeah. Um, and that's fallen through. So I said I'd run a Zoom Christmas party. Sort of... Yeah. I think a little bit Ignacio, maybe a little bit Barbara Nice, just come find everything that we've seen other people do and just do it for the six of us. 
And um, it feels on it for it. Oh, no, it's not the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, it's not the same, but, you know, we'd rather not have anything at all. And not I'm, not, be I'm not even thinking. Yeah. Try keep going, Luce. You'd never take no for an answer. <laughs> Just keep asking until they say yes. <laughs> do, do your usual thing. <laughs> um, Ray has said Tusk would you prefer if my fave had been uh, the first Die Hard yes but then I would have told you off for being uh, the same as everyone else ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah Christmas wise I think um, the other thing is I'm currently so I have when I watch my Christmas stuff so I'm, at the moment I'm watching all the Christmas, how to do your house up Christmassy things. So much all the reality shows on Netflix. There's, um, yeah, there's a Christmas home makeover. It's hilarious. It's only four episodes. It's with, I think it's called something like House Makeover with Mr. Christmas. Was it, and you know, I mean, there's only four episodes. So I'm a bit gutted, but they did up like a firehouse. They did up because the chief had passed away and he always did the Christmas decorations. It was so festive. So they've done up the firehouse for them in America. There was another one that's a really needy, not needy, but a really nice charitable thing. And then this, and I'm like, how did they get on the show? This one um, family, they were living in a mansion. This, they were like, oh, poor us, because our house is so big, it's too hard to decorate. Can Mr. Christmas come and decorate our house? Oh, and by the way, the daughter's buggering off to get married, and we're sad. Come and decorate our massive, massive house. I'm like, you bastards. They were so rich and so fortunate, and, and um, didn't make me laugh, because Mr. Christmas slightly uh, roasted them by making them go and do uh, a charity event. <laughs> they were like, you have so much abundance, how about giving to other people? I'm like, <laughs> he made them do charity work. Mwah. But yeah, it's really good, so I'd recommend that. And uh, today I'll be watching Sugar Rush. And my, you know when your teeth get a bit, you know when you eat too much sugary stuff and your teeth go a bit itchy? My teeth were going itchy just watching it. There's just so much sugar on that show. But I'll I was going to say, you don't mean the mid-noughties young teen female drama on Channel 4, do you? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Is this a baking show? They've, like, made the Great British Bake Off and distilled it and made it even more competitive. Because the Americans, they've got to be competitive, haven't they? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, America. I, I got really obsessed with watching the American Extreme Makeover House, house Edition. Which is like somebody injected steroids into DIY SOS. That sounds like well up my street. I'm going to watch and that. When's that on? Netflix. Right. They, have, they sort of stopped it in a way because, um, not in oh. a way, they did stop it because what they were doing is with DIY SOS, because I love it, the first yeah. one I've been watching is um, a woman's boyfriend thought he was really good at DIY, destroyed the yeah. house and then left her. And they were like, so we're going to do our house up for her. We're going to put a door back in the kitchen and all that stuff. Whereas in America, they're like, this woman volunteers at a soup kitchen every every day of her life. So we have built her a five-story mansion with flame-throwing palm trees <laughs> and swimming pool. And what was happening is they were I giving... I love a flame-throwing palm tree. <laughs> I know. But they were leaving these houses that the people couldn't afford to run. Right. Oh, God. So she had to live in one room with a little like, camera like, heater. 
Like you can go in the UK when people have a, a manor house where they have to live in the snug because they can't afford to heat the house. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how you know your true aristocracy if you're wearing a 20-year-old jumper with 15 holes in it and you can't yeah. afford to heat your own front room. Um, yeah. But in America, they would just they would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like the kid was into cars, so they'd give him a bedroom, but with half a car sticking out of the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> They do go big in America, don't they? Yeah, go big or go home. I think Buckingham uh, Palace is probably like the size of a normal ha- family home over there. Well, <laughs> I mean, over four hundred rooms. <laughs> they could do a DIY SOS at that Frogmore Cottage. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do it yeah. cheaper than two point four million. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's many builders out there. I'll do that for. I'm happy to live. I. I don't mind taking it off their hands if they were if they want someone to live there rent free you know keep burglars out i don't mind uh, giving it a shot although yeah. i do think um someone's living in there now has somebody moved in uh yes um eugenie oh yes eugenie oh bless sorry I I'm anyway i don't want to go off on that tangent um <laughs> you like me Although, have you been watching The Crown? It's really good. No, no. Oh, so good. But I had to go on Twitch and say, just a reminder, this is not a documentary, because there were so many people going, poor Diana, she was robbed, and all this. It's like, oh. Because it made it it look like she met Charles, and then he went, right, do you want to get married or what? And six weeks later, they were married. Because you can't watch The Crown without Googling the shit of everything. And no, they actually got married four years after they met. So, you know, we did wait till she was 20. Instead <laughs> of marry her at 16, it's a bit shocking how young she was when they met. When they, yeah. Yeah. Six, anyway, let, yes, like I say, let's not... Um, we were talking Christmas. Christmas is so much more fun than the royal right. bloody family. Not all the messages get through to the stream yard. So I, I'm, so I'm, so I check all the, all the, that's what I do. When I'm looking down, I'm checking that we haven't missed anyone. And we've got mm. a high, high, um... Loving this from previous sync guest Katie Zane. Yay! Hi, Katie. Hello. So yeah, so that's every now and again you'll see me just frantically check all the different streams. Yeah. <laughs> anyone there? Anyone there? <laughs> um, I can't watch. I, I can't watch The Crown. I, I can't. It. I feel. It feels. I don't know. Like. I don't know. Because they're still alive. Yeah. I don't want. Yeah. You know how much money they get off us, the British public? And how much they bring in. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-royal. I quite like the royals. I'd be sad if the royals went. But I, I would be happy if they didn't take quite so much of our... If we, if we could look at it as like, okay, they bring in a lot of money. Why why do we leave the British, the Parliament out of it then? If they if they could make the money, let's leave us out of it. Let's leave us having to give them money in order for them to give it back. Anyway... But uh, this is a big subject. Yeah, <laughs> keep it light, keep it light, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's comedy, comedy. But um, I do think, like Melanie's saying, they're taking liberties with the storyline. Absolutely, it is a drama. I do worry that um, they, you know, like people do think it's a documentary when it's absolutely not. But that's because um, the characters are based on real people. That's yeah. the, that is that is the confusing line. It's because. But I can tell, surely, if you can't tell that that's not... The way they talk to each other, honestly, real people don't talk to each other like that. 
Honestly, watch an episode and it's all it's almost like someone's walked into the Queen walks into the room and says something like, Oh, it's my birthday next week, I'm going to ride a horse. You know, it's it's ridiculous. The the way they talk to it, you're like, you know it's not true. It's absolutely you know. Uh, oh my like, god, I can I can just see you getting called up for the next series. Apparently then you can Olivia Coleman is standing down. Excuse me, Miss Bridgman, we're looking for another queen. <laughs> It's my birthday. Well, it's riding horse. <laughs> we hear you can ride a horse, apparently. No, no, I said the Queen's riding horse. Um, the Olivia's not in the next one, but you wouldn't know that because you don't watch it. But she's not in the next one. The, Imelda Staunton's the new Queen because oh, they're moving on a bit. Imelda, love a bit of Imelda. She's amazing. She's so cruel in Harry Potter. But before we move on, before we go on to that next. Uh, conversational cul-de-sac we we got somebody in our in our dining room lucy yes we do and we have an intro for our guests now don't we yeah we do so, so i'm going to press these buttons and then we're going to bring in our guest and i'm very excited i'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just let's just let's just bring her in <laughs> <laughs> so so welcome from the kit for into our kitchen is that saucy oh wow what an intro what an intro oh how lovely is it to see you sl how are you i'm good thanks i'm really good and i'm in my kitchen as well so um oh yay yeah we're bridging Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much oh. for having me. Because I've, I've literally got nothing on the door. <laughs> <laughs> if you had literally anything else, you would have had to go. Oh, I'm awfully busy. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh God, no, no. I've got my hair to do. <laughs> I would have done this anyway. But I mean, when you usually go on stuff like this, and you you know you know you're gonna have to have a chat, and and someone will ask you what are you up to at the moment, and at the moment it's a bit like. Nothing. <laughs> Sweet FA. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I loved your Christmas chat. I'm all about an early Christmas this year. All oh. Have yeah. you done a drive around the streets to see who's put their trees up so you can be secretly a bit like, they've got their tree up too early? <laughs> one, yeah, the earliest house I saw uh, was about half a mile away. Sorry, because I live out to the sticks, so half a mile away is basically next door um, and they did it like the once halloween was done like it was as if some snowman had vomited all over their house yeah oh somebody's ringing me sorry <laughs> can i introduce you to lucy lucy essel essel lucy Now I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, it came out 
I love my mum. Hi, mum. Oh, you got your thing. Hi, mum. She said, oh, you got your thing tonight. I don't know. You're doing a TV thing. Yes, I'm doing it. Oh, right. I mean, you know, no, no, it's everything okay. I don't want to be like, it's okay. I'm lying on the floor. I'll wait, I'll wait two hours. No, she's fine. Everything's fine. She's just ringing me. Sorry, everyone. Mum says hi, by the way. Sarah's mum. <laughs> we're talking about are we still on Christmas? <laughs> no, we were talking about what would happen if parents were dead. So um <laughs> when we're dead? No, we were we were just discussing what would happen if your parents were dead. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. Keep it light, keep it light. There'd be a bit of a <laughs> it would leave a bit of a taste in the mouth, wouldn't it? Yeah, so it would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That might give us some publicity. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were just saying Sarah. <laughs> they would approve of that message, Lucy. It's fine. You just told me things. So she hasn't told me off for a few weeks, that so it's all right. She's always telling me off. Um, <laughs> look at our face. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's better. Oh. Sorry, we weren't having a domestic. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm still doing the occasional shift um, in my little village shop. And I've started wearing um, Christmas jumpers and playing Christmas music. Because I'm like, it's my it's my shift. I'm in charge of the shop, my rules. <laughs> um, and when people complain, I explain that it's like packing away a party when your guests are still here. This is early 2020. You've not mm. done yourself proud. In fact, you've shown yourself up a little bit. We would love you to fuck off. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, so it's a bit like if you start Christmas early, like you'll reach New Year. Like we're on, we're on the way out now. This is like the last yeah. year. So, and, and you know... <laughs> As soon as January, but it at least feels like there might be some good news, more positive news next year. Oh, fingers crossed. I know. Yeah. I mean, I was so excited when they said about the um, vaccine. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The cavalry's on its way. <laughs> I don't care if you've got something in there that you can track my every move. Shoot me up. I want to get rid of this bloody. Anywhere. <laughs> and my mum 
my mum went a bit rigid because I don't think she was ready for the hug and I, I don't think she's still ready for it. She's been so cautious, which is good because at least I haven't had to tell her off. But um, yeah, she, she was a bit of a thing. What are you doing? <laughs> I just thought, oh, you were so lucky. I, I had to take my mum shopping, food shopping. Because my dad, you know, uh, early early doors, early doors, I was doing their food shopping for them. And then my mum had had enough of my dad, and she's like, you have to take me food shopping. I'm like, okay, but mum, you have to wear a mask. Okay, fine. You've got to stay, trying to get my mum to stay two metres from anyone is the devil's own job. Because she's like, I'm at the supermarket, I'm going, mum, mum, you're too close. Move back, move back. Oh, God, I'm, I'm going to be done for elder abuse one day. She's like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I'm like, she's like leaning over people to get, and she touches every single bloody fruit. Every, she's like, oh, I'm not sure about this butternut squash. Touching, I'm like, no, you, you touched it, you bought it. Don't go, they're all the same, it's fine. How can you squeeze a butternut squash to decide if it's fresh or not? It's just buy your friggin' choose one and every single one in the basket. Oh my god, drives me insane. Although last weekend we went to um Morrison's in Leckley. I know. And um this guy went in the car park and I'm waiting to straighten up, so I come out a little bit to straighten up and come back and this car careers around the corner and he, he had to break emergency break because I'm like halfway out straight in and he was like oh like that and I I let it rip guys I was like screw you except not saying screw you I'm like you were going too fast and I was giving him all the v's as he went past and my mum was there and I parked up and so she went um do you want to go home <laughs> I said, like, oh, sorry, Mum. Yeah, he was in the he was in the wrong. But there was so obviously like months of tension. I just happened to come out at that point. Like that man was gonna get it for stuff that happened back in March. <laughs> yeah. COVID is all your fault, you asshole. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so at least you didn't have to take your mum bloody food shopping. So there is that. So. I, I started a new job the other day, and when I get nervous, I shake people's hands. If I introduce my, if I, I just, I find it an icebreaker. I'll be like, "All right, my name's Lucy, and I'll shake your hand." It's just, it just, it, I don't, I watch myself doing it because my hand it swings really like a barn door comes out. <laughs> Sometimes I even throw in a wink. Um, and and I just started a new job, and I was meeting a, a colleague on on just the the bricks, and just went straight up to her, and I was like, "All right, I'm Lucy," and we. We just both shook each other's hands, and then we looked at each other's hands, and we always went, ah! Do you still remember to wash your hands, loads? Because I, I keep forgetting. I do it in a way because I've got small kids and I've got a few animals as well, so I'm constantly washing my hands anyway. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, that hasn't really changed. Although the like the kids, they, with kids though, they're just disgusting. Like they, yeah. they're just, <laughs> I remember the beginning of all of this when they were talking about how to blow your nose and suppose the tissue and then you know wash your hands and stuff like this, and it's like 
you know, I've watched my son just sit there, just picking and studying his nose, and then he might eat it, he might not. And, and I've seen him wipe it on, like, the wall in the bedroom. And it's, oh. <laughs> how, you know, how is all this meant to, you know, yeah. help anything? <laughs> I do feel, for uh, all the mums out there, I felt quite smoke I'm quite lucky beginning of lockdown I'm like I'm single I live alone I'm like yes you know because my friend's uh, a mum of a three-year-old and a one-year-old just turned one and I'm like the three bless her she no he's four actually he's just turned four I think I'll have to double check yeah he's just had his birthday so he's four and um yeah it's just you know he just started going to school, just started getting used to a full day and then having to be home all the time. He was quite happy, but she's like, having to entertain a flipping three-year-old and a one-year-old, that's, that's tough going, isn't it? How did you manage? Yeah. Really manage. I, it was really funny because it would go like in, in peaks and troughs. So some days I'd be flying and, you know, I, they'd find me really funny and it'd be a nice day and we'd go out and we'd find stuff and they'd get really interested in it. And then a couple of days would come where I would just be lying on the bottom bunk in their bedroom in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> my husband was sorting stuff out <laughs> it was just incredible how, how having them at home massively affected my mental health and I don't think it, was, it wasn't them <laughs> yeah hang on now <laughs> so she's listening right now um, it's not that I hate them yeah. <laughs> I love spending time with them I think it was the pressure of the fact that I was meant to be teaching them. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that they could potentially be at home until the end of the year and I didn't want them to not have achieved anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was painful, you know. My son, bless him, he's he was only three at the time and he was really keen, he was a proper spot. Um, oh. really, he's mummy's boy anyway, so he was always really keen to do a task and stuff. My daughter, on the other hand, who's now seven, was a bloody nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just it would take like half an hour for her to just do one sum or something. Oh. And sitting there like, well, just do it. Just write it down. Just do it. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> and I really think that, like, because I'm, I'm quite a good disciplinarian, but I think teachers have such an important role to play when it comes to disciplining kids and also for them to be with peers so they understand from their peers what they can and can't do and maybe they'll be disciplined in front of their peers you know stuff like that they have such an important role to play teachers I yeah see, I have so much admiration for them because yeah by the end like we were at loggerheads <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like a face-off like who's oh, gonna no. crack first no We've been separate rooms all day, you know, just neither of us want to see the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Not you again, mummy. <laughs> I need to see other people. <laughs> the other thing as well, which the government failed to, to put into all of this while they were deciding what we were doing, is that teachers are very well trained. <laughs> And like parents yeah. for teaching, it is a skill. It's not like oh, anyone anyone can teach. So that's really not the case. As uh, well, me and Lucy are 
being a qualified teacher. So it's, it's drives me insane when anyone's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just chuck on a course. <laughs> so um, I know about your teaching background, Sarah, but what, what do you, what did you, or what do you teach, Lucy? Uh, I used to teach 11 to 19, um, started off as IT, um, and then went to um, what I call it extreme teaching. I was a supply teacher for eight years, and I, I fucking loved it. Um, but then um, it changed it. That, you know, stuff 
Um, and he always said, because he's a qualified teacher as well, and he always said, oh, I wouldn't mind, you know, doing some, some homeschooling. This, it, this, like, this romanticised idea about it, I think, that it means that your children are a bit freer, you get to choose what they learn, they can roam, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> and, you know, but the reality of it is, at the end of all that, they need to be at a certain level to be able to work in, and just operate in society. <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of a responsibility, isn't it? To, and I think, you know, I always find, like, I, I will teach, I teach adults and I teach um, adults to, to read and write and also to improve on their maths as well as IT. IT in particular, I'll, I'll quite often have met someone who's, he's like, well, I tried to get my daughter to teach me IT, but she just got so frustrated. She'd be like, it's just, just click that one, Dad. You know, you can get just really frustrated on the person that you're teaching if they're too close to you. I think you, you do need that um, extra level, don't you, of uh, separateness. Because if you know someone too well, you can, oh, family, oh, God, can I just do a public apology to my dad? Because family quiz, family quiz last Saturday, right? My dad, right, his questions, I don't know why, but he bloody loves it if he does questions that are too hard for anyone to answer. It's like, he loves talking about frigging Winston Churchill and Henry VIII for a start, so I've had to start researching Henry VIII. I don't want to know about Henry VIII. He's probably the most misogynistic king out there. You know, if he couldn't divorce him, he just killed him all, right? So Henry VIII, and then Winston Churchill was basically Boris Johnson, and you know, in the old days, and they only liked him when they absolutely needed him to win the war, and then after that they were, see ya, you're too radical for us, dude, you know. So, but I do apologize. I need to apologize to my dad because one of the questions was, "What is seven cubed?" Now, of course, I know that seven times seven times seven is seven cubed. But I've got this thing with my brain. My, when it comes to any kind of maths, and I teach maths, but it comes to any kind of maths, my brain just freezes, and I, I, could, I just didn't know what seven times seven was. And I turned to my mum, because me and my mum were on a team, and I'm trying to get her involved, because she's just quite happy to sit back and just give lots of dates and things. She's great with dates. And, um, you know, like, she knows when the Battle of Bosworth Field is, but, you know, don't ask her to do anything creative. And uh, so I'm like, what's seven times seven? And my dad's like, well, you don't know that. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, God, i got to work this out. And I'm using my fingers. And I was like, and he was having a go at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was just so mad with him, so angry with him for about two days. And then I calmed down. But he doesn't know I was annoyed with him, I don't think. But I just do want to apologize. I felt really bad. The, 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 the parent thing, though, is hard. Because I think I think a certain age as well where you suddenly know more than your parents about certain things. And yeah. that's quite a hard thing to to get used to, for them and for you. Um, and my, my dad is one of those as well. Like, he's he's very clued up on, on a lot of stuff. But we're meant to be doing um, an interview with Radio Cymru on Monday, my dad and I. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this slot at lunchtime where they talk to two people who, who do something my dad used to be in a band, and so we're, we're going to be talking about what we do. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God. They want to do the interview via Skype. They don't need the video. They just need the quality of the sound. 
and it's taken like two days to just <coughs> to agree to do it over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna have to test it because I don't trust him to be able to just do it like that on the day. And and we have to contact them as well. They don't call us. I'm right. so nervous about this. Like, and it you know it's not a big deal, but it's just. And you don't want to push it either because I'm trying to tell him what to do. But I know if I if I say it in a certain way, he'll get really annoyed with me. Yeah. Oh yes, I know that. Pretty much every week for twenty weeks. Um, I I it was like, right. They had the link to the Zoom code. All they have to do is click the link. Just click the link, Dad click the link and because with older people they're just like stabbing away at the screen i'm like no no <laughs> just press on it so it took about 20 weeks again to click the link and then it took another 20 weeks it feels like we this is week 156 of lockdown now isn't it yeah. so it took another like 50 odd weeks for him to go to say yes to the audio still just the audio and in the end i'm like that's why i'm like right i'm on mum's team so I'm just going to have to be around the house. It's so much easier. But I can't go around this Saturday, so it's going to be like, oh. So honestly, you couldn't, I had to ring up for him to click on it. Right, talk me through it. It would take like 20 minutes. This is every week. It's incredible. And it's, it's funny how certain parents as well, I don't know if certain parents are like this, but my mum was definitely like this. That she she thought she was old before her time, like so. Even when she was in her forty late forties, fifties, you know, she was like, "Oh yeah, I don't need to know about email." You know, I, I don't need. <laughs> it took my sister to live in Italy for three years to her for her to actually sign up to email, and it took <laughs> and it took this pandemic for her to sign up to online banking. So it's just oh yeah. I can't imagine. My dad does it all. So if, if he pops his clogs, my mum, I'm just going to have to move in with her, I think. Because <laughs> she will not do anything. Mm. Uh, what are your parents like to see, I think? Your mum's pretty my, Well, my mother's, because of the, cause she's on the council and, and the council can't meet, so they're doing everything by Zoom. Mm. So I have been setting her up each 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 meeting for her Zoom meeting, and she's next to me. She's right there in front of me. The computer is here. Her face is here. One time I left her to do it by herself, and she rang me, and I can I mean only dogs could hear the, the notes that she was hitting. How dare you? Are you laughing? I don't know what. I don't know why, Brett. It, nothing's coming and I'm like oh, just press the button you've watched me do it now for four months or however long it was what she's been doing is I've been going towards the computer and mum's been doing this la 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 <laughs> <laughs> I've got an IT technician la 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 <laughs> I just didn't realise that you could watch something this far away from your face for so many weeks repeatedly be done and have nothing. <laughs> not a, not a, not, couldn't he, she wouldn't even be able to recognise the Zoom icon. And I was like, but we do it each time. But I didn't have to look. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, the Zoom 
car and it's blue and white. So it's the same as Facebook and Twitter. Like my dad, to be fair to him, I'm like, just press the, the Zoom one and trying to describe it. He's like, oh, it's, it's uh, gone through to Facebook or it's, it's like, oh, that doesn't look like Zoom. But that's Twitter, Dad. You know, it's... Uh, we've talked about this before, haven't we? And uh, it's like, why are they all going to be bloody blue? There are other colours on the planet. And um, and it's Hugh that highlighted the fact at the time. I was like full on with my Miami mint in the background. <laughs> He's like sensitive in blue in the background. So Hugh is our Hugh is our resident researcher, and he's got a question yeah. for you, Ethel. So, I that good. Yeah. And I thought, wow, what a, what a fan! So I'll ask a question because we have a podcast as well. We don't want our Houston listener to be like, what are they on about? So Hugh Janus <laughs> says, Hi, Ethel. Was singing at the Royal Albert Hall, your biggest gig, and has Annika Rice still got a restraining order against you for stalking her in Zara clothes shop? Great question, Hugh. I do. I so love Zara. I love Zara. I love. Yeah. <laughs> love you, Hugh. Love you. <laughs> so, did, did you sing at the Royal Albert Hall, Ethel? I did sing at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. cool. Moment. Yeah. You know, we've both um, 
supported Lloyd Langford and uh, in the theatre in Swansea. That was really good fun. And uh, Ellis James as well. You supported Ellis. Am I right? Ellis James on tour? Ellis James on tour, yeah. Um, I can't remember how many gigs I did now. It was nine or ten. It was a long old slog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone thinks he's the darling of Wales. He's a bastard. (laughs) 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 And he doesn't feed you. Like, we would just give up so easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were coming. 
no one's coming. And suddenly we'd be lounging in the bar and then all these people would start walking in. <laughs> do this now. Okay, fine. <laughs> I know exactly so what you're show? Say, say again. Was it, a, was it a two-woman show? Um, Kind of, yeah. So we kind of split it. So Larry would do half an hour and I would do half an hour. So we'd introduce the um, the, the hour together um, and then we'd finish it off together. So there's a bit of banter and stuff like that. But in the main, like, we had half an hour, a half an hour show each contained. Okay. Um, it's a really good experience because you can do it with... You can split it three ways, four ways, you know... Um, it's just a really nice way of kind of finding your feet up there. Because um, okay. it can be quite daunting. And I think doing it with someone else for the first time is such a big help because you have massive lows. <laughs> You've got your halfway through thinking, what have I done? Because <laughs> you're tired. You know, you're missing your family. Like I was up there for a while, you know, hadn't seen my kids for two weeks. And it's yeah. just... <laughs> What the hell are you doing? Um, yes, I had that. I had the, and you're much younger than me, but I, I had that real. Oh, what are you doing? You're yeah. in your mid forties. What, what? <laughs> uh, you know, all the teenagers are running around having a great time, and all these kids. Like there was a bunch of kids from Russia doing this amazing dancing up on the the Royal Mile, and I'm looking. They're having the time of their life, and I'm like running around like I'm some sort of thinking child, like a teenager. I'm like, what's happened? What's ha- Something's gone wrong here. And someone's, like, I'm not meant to be doing this. I'm meant to be at home with like a number of children by now. But uh, It's exhausting as well, so it's mentally exhausting. But also you kind of want to throw yourself into the socialising side of it as well. Yes. I was out every night. And Larry would often turn up somewhere and I'd just be sat there on my own drinking, just waiting for anyone to just... <laughs> Summer, 
And I was like, right, I'm going to Edinburgh. And I and, and I, I didn't have enough money. I genuinely didn't have enough money. I had finally had the time and the inclination to go. And I had no funds. <laughs> but, you know, it's happened again. I'm, I'm pretty certain that this the, the first year that Edinburgh is allowed to go back, it's going to be a meat market for all the pros. There's going to be absolutely... There's going to be, there's not even going to be like a bookcase and a charity shop available for the new acts. It's going to be a lot yeah. of well-established agents and managers sausage yeah. fighting over who gets what. So yeah. it means that, you know, and the one thing I've learned from doing this show and being able to speak to all the different professional comedians is the one thing I've took, taken from it is you only have one for Edinburgh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's And I genuinely, even if I go up there and I might do a few opens, actually, I think there's open mics, I'm assuming, even if I just do some open mics to say, oh, yeah, I performed in Edinburgh. Yeah. I, I genuinely want to go as a punter because mm. you're never going to see that again. And I want to see what they see so that when I do my show, I can meet what they need, but I can't do that unless I do it. <laughs> Yeah. It's recommended to go and do that anyway and get kind of a lay of the land yeah. and not get too stressed about it because it's, it's, you put yourself under crazy pressure. Mm. But one, one of the things I love about Edinburgh is like when we're in, we're in our own little area, is it, in Wales, where it feels like, like when I started, it was, there was no one doing comedy, but now there's about 30, I'd say, 30 or 40 regulars. And you, you start to feel like, oh, yeah, you know, there's, there's not that many people here. And, oh, I'm, I'm a big deal or whatever. <laughs> you're not everybody like, oh, shit, there's literally thousands, thousands of people that do this. Oh. What the hell? You know, it makes you realise what a big mountain it is. Even just to become professional, never mind professional and then get somewhere. Yeah. So, but I love it for that. It's a very humbling experience. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, um, did I mention Lucy's internet's a bit shit? <laughs> I'm only saying because Lucy's not too bad this week, but um, she's waiting for a modem. But it, I noticed when you you were talking, it was frozen. So, like, it, just in case Essel, if you were aware, that's. That's just Lucy's internet. That's fine. I did notice that it was coming out now and again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, I, 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 the only place in the house, the only place in the house I haven't tried to broadcast from is the stairwell. I have each week moved around the house from the middle bedroom to this bedroom to the to, to the one side of the living room. The difference between one side of the living room and the other side was like one was like in a lead box. <laughs> and the other one was perfect, clear, but only for one week. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's mental. Fingers crossed for the modem. I hope that works Yes. Yeah. Would you like... A lot of faith. I live in Devon. Okay. Are you out in the uh, city? Are you in the town or...? Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, it's... Um, like, like Sarah's been trying to help me, and I've been internet solutions and stuff. And the one thing is always, you know, are your neighbours using their internet? And it's like, I haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Unless my dad's got phones. <laughs> the other thing is, 
was gonna I'm gonna I was gonna ask you about as well, Estelle. This is gonna sound like I'm crowbarring this in, a la Sean Harry's. But you also and I was so proud of this. I don't know why I was proud of it, but amazing. You had a programme on BBC Radio Wales about the Perry menopause. Oh yes. <laughs> Do you remember that programme you did for like a national broadcaster? <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> oh, 
sorry, everyone. <laughs> Ruth Steve Pollard, Ruth Maddock, and Jeffrey Holland who played amongst those who are taking part. That's so. hilarious. That's, that's <laughs> Welsh grapevine news for you. Like you. <laughs> Something in that, isn't it? Yeah. 
my subconscious is going absolutely mental it, and horny. It says you're fucking horny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, consciously, I wasn't. I was homeschooling two children, and my husband had taken over my dressing table and was <laughs> So, yeah, maybe it, it was my outlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the, your brain's going now. Right, <laughs> two stones, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Yeah. You have a little relax now, and have a little bit of fun as well. Quick, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're away, you've got no chance. <laughs> I, I dreamt about the estate my grandparents lived on in South Wales twice in two nights. The first night. I was doing a training course for truck drivers, and Benny Jenny B side, friend of the show, was the course deliverer, which is amazing. I didn't know she was so prolific when it came to truck driving. Um, and then the next night, um, I had to take over driving a bus, and I woke up and I, I dreamt dreamt going up the top of Nangara Estate where my where my grandparents lived in uh, Treforest. And I dreamt of having to turn the truck, uh, the bus, sorry, at this particular point in the estate by this house. The next night, a girl I played with when I was five or six, who lived in that house I turned at, got in touch via Facebook and said, Is, are you Lucy Orchard? Did you used to play in Nangaro? I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so mad. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yes, we have to meet her. And then it went, went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't get much luck on the old sex dreams on the internet. Um, it, it could be anything. It's, it's, um, if there's sex dreams involving BDSM, there's nothing perverted, wrong or unnatural. It's just personal and private. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm clearly just writing to earn a few extra quid here. <laughs> so can I? Can I ask? I've had probably in my life, in total, five sex dreams. Okay. And I think you two of them have been in the last year. <laughs> but it's just a case of, like, I, I, I did have a really vivid sex dream this year, and I woke up and I was like, I'm going back to sleep. Um, <laughs> and I managed, to get, I managed to get back in the dream, if you know what I mean. Um, but I, everyone talks about these sex dreams. I don't... You know, to have five. I'm 39. <laughs> You'd think I would have had more. People are like, ooh. I, I, I have been turned what? down for sex in my dreams. <laughs> That's what happens in my dreams. <laughs> oh, Lucy. Oh, that's a shame. The last time I got turned down in my in a dream... It was Mike Bubbins. And I was like, but I don't want to have sex with you. And he was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm not having sex with you. And I'm like, well, hang on. I didn't want to have sex. I didn't ask you for sex. But why are you saying you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> He's a married man. That's why he said no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even trying it on with you. <laughs> uh, if we ever get Mike Bubbins on the show, <laughs> we'll have to oh, ask him. I'm going to tell him the story. I'm going to have to. <laughs> But listen, I'm really aware of the time. We're taking up so much of your time. Thank you so much, Ethel. Thank oh, you for coming on the show. Thank you. 
it's been lovely to it's been lovely to finally meet you, Lucy, as well properly. Um, can I ask, Essel, um, do you, if we were going to send our fans to a social media account, mm-hmm. would it be your Twitter? Is that the one that you would you prefer, or are you like on the Insta? Um, I'm, I'm mainly on Twitter. That that is where I waste most of my time. So um, you're yeah. brilliant on Twitter, by the way. I think everyone should follow us. You just make me laugh so much on Twitter. Oh, thank you. Oh God. You know, thank you. God. <laughs>
that's all right. I mean, you know, people are still watching, so it's all good. <laughs> but our guest for next week, I'm very, very... We, the guests for our next two weeks are so good. I mean, Esther is amazing. We always have good guests, so we want to say a big thank you to everyone that comes on the show. But next week, we have, and I can't believe we have her, Susie Bennett. Yay! Right. Uh, press the button. this girl i cannot wait she's so so funny she's a great she's great so don't miss this next week uh come back and uh, listen to the chat with uh, Susie and uh, i might have to crack out the b&m booze next week i might have to um give up my giving up of a booze at the minute and she's just so much fun um so yeah looking forward to that and now we have the review our comedy review yeah. now Due to the fact it's BBC, oh, I made dear. the executive decision to not show a clip. <laughs> wise, wise decision. Because Do we have an intro for the comedy review? Have I done one yet? No. Nope. Right, I'll nope. do one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, again, though, we've only been doing this, what, 10 months? How long have we been here now? Six, six, six years now, isn't it? Six years. <laughs> It was seven long years ago. We met in college, didn't we? <laughs> this is a dystopian nightmare. Right, so there we go. We press this button. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Yay. You do, you're so good. You do all the background stuff. I haven't got a clue. I, I did do the kitchen sink photo earlier. I was first in for the first time ever, I think. That was cool. I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh she's I, thought I, was, I, thought I, I thought I was going to get away with it. I thought I'm running late, but she won't know. <laughs> oh, she's in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I suggested gimme, 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 which means it is on you to go first. Go. Me. And, yeah, if this is your first time watching us, in case you're like, oh, what is this all about? Every week we review a comedy, and we call it old and new comedy review, but we're just reviewing comedy all over the show now, and it could be a sitcom, could be stand-up, could be anything. This week it's gimme, gimme, gimme. I love Gimme 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 so much. I watched it first time around when it's first, I think I was early early twenties or maybe late teens when it first came up. Uh, came was first on TV. It stars Kathy Burke and I think is it James Dreyfus? Yeah. Um, as the lead characters, it's a um, you know it's a sitcom set in it's a studio sitcom and it's freaking it's so funny. It does have a warning beforehand because some of the terminology is no longer acceptable. Yeah. Um, however, I think it was that bad. Surely it wouldn't even be on BBC iPlayer. And it's Kathy Burke. Come on, guys. And it's still really funny. So I think, um, you know, people would take it with a pinch of salt. I don't think we'd be cancelled for liking it. Um and I watched the first episode of the first series, and when things were said, it was like, oh, 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 but we had been warned, so it wasn't horrendous, you know? And I think 
it's always about intention so the intention behind it it was never nasty you know or, or it's you know it's about these two people who are basically they're flatmates and they bicker all the time but in the same way like brother and sister bicker yeah and the first episode is really setting up the characters and but it's almost like you know these characters straight away so they've got the the two linda and um what's the name of the and Tom, and their landlady, and then the new people downstairs. And, ah, oh, I just loved it. It's hilarious. It's almost like the old-fashioned stuff that you like, Lucy, but it's bang up to date. But yeah. Kathy Burke and James Street, they, they just absolutely, Linda and Tom, they just absolutely make it for me. They make that sitcom. And I think it stands up far better than a lot of the, you know, many sitcoms, really. I think it's right up there as, as some of the... Yes, Rosalind Knight, who played Beryl. <sighs> yeah, Jack, how funny. She's just... She, to me, is like, you know, now uh, Liz Smith is um, sadly no yeah. longer with us. She's like the new Liz Smith. She's she's so yeah. funny. She's been around for donkey's years. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I could waffle on about... How, there's nothing I don't like about this sitcom i absolutely loved it so thank you for suggesting it bad grandma yeah did you see oh frankly well we'll talk about friday night dinner in another episode but yeah so what did you think lucy well you um during the first half hour when we're just gabbing at each other you actually mentioned a point i want to mention for this and mm-hmm. and that is that, that as comedians even if we aren't woke we have to be aware of everything that could be woke because if you're gonna make a joke that's edgy you need to know it's edgy and you need to know whether or not you can carry that joke or whether or not you're just punching at a stereotype or a, a gender or you know just and when i sat down and watched the first episode even though i wasn't offended there's certain words that came out, and I went, ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Did you guys go, ooh, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it could say to you, we're going to say this word. We're going to say this word. You'd fill a form and say, we're going to say this word. We're going to say this word. They say the word, and you go, oh, oh, oh I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it show how quickly things have changed? This is, it's only, what, 15 years old? Gimme, gimme, gimme. It's not even that old. Well, I mean, look at now, it might be a bit longer than 15 years, but to, to have a whole language change. In our, it's 1999 to 2001. Right, you know, I have mentioned what my maths is like. <laughs> <laughs> so 21 years. Yeah. Take that, Dad. Yes, 1999. Even, and this is something else we, we watched, we mentioned I t- um, last week. Um yeah. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme was on in 1999, 2001, which in, I don't, for the little people that are watching, the, the young'uns, okay, in these days, if you wanted to watch a programme that was on Thursday at 9pm, what you had to do was be near a TV on a Thursday at 9pm. <laughs> or, or you miss it, because they, they might it. repeat at 11 p.m. if you were lucky and it's very unlikely there was there was you, you've got more chance of having that rare type o blood than being able to work out how to time a vcr 
Yeah. Like, that we all, yeah, we all knew people that knew how to program their VCR, and we secretly judged them for being knobheads, but we were also jealous. Um, yeah. I just always ask my parents, make sure you record this. Can you record that? Have really, um, recorded it off a payphone? <laughs> so, although I loved Gimme, 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 I wasn't in the fortunate position to be able to say, I watched season one, episode one, and I continued to do that throughout the entire show. Um, it was a case of, I may have seen episode three, episode seven, <laughs> season two, episode one. Oh, there's a, re- there's a repeat on Sunday, so I've seen the first season of episode... Because it was all just just jumbled up. And back in our day, when TV was, was, was live, <laughs> and yeah. we used to have these analogue um, phone systems called TV Guides that would tell us when things were... <laughs> Like something printed on the internet. <laughs> we could be for another hour being all retro. But the, but the fact is, I even though I didn't watch all of the episodes, the, yeah. the series is strong enough for you to be pulled in without watching the full chronological box set. Yeah. And watching that first episode, the minute the, the neighbour Suze came on, I wanted to punch her teeth in. Because yeah. that's exactly what you were supposed to, you know, <laughs> chairs. Oh, hello, girls. And you're just like, oh, sh- oh, so, oh yeah. <laughs> just this, this rage, this rage towards an inanimate character. She's just so alpha, isn't she? She's like, because Linda doesn't mince her words with anyone, but she kind of goes all in herself, doesn't she, when Sue's is about? Because she knows Sue's can get the better of her, really. I suppose looking back in it on in sort of um, as Ray put earlier in twenty twenty vision, um, yeah. I remember people saying that Linda Hughes was punching down. It was based on somebody that had learning difficulties um, or a poor childhood, and that they were they were rinsing it kind of thing because the way she'd always go, "Well, Mummy said you had to put full stops between the letters," or um, oh, the way she the Liam posters um, that that she does have 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 problems like that, but then. When you see the confidence of her carrying the milk when she thinks she's being wolf whistled, you're like, I want that fucking confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, it's like she's if she is clueless as to all this stuff that other people have put on her. I I didn't really think of it like that at all. Like when they play the game, who and Tom play the game of um, well, let's play casualty. Yeah. Let's play, let's play Hillbilly City. All I thought was two people having fun. And having yeah. a laugh in the way that you do with your flatmates, you do with your significant other. You, if you don't do that, you need to. It's it's so much fun. You have this little private fun time that you only have with people you know really, really well. I yeah. don't see that as being you know, lesser IQ or anything. I didn't see any of that when I watched that program. I just really enjoyed the character. It's not like watching Derek, is it? With Ricky's um, no. faces actually no. playing someone with a lower IQ. You know, that I find that's for another uh, program. But uh, I think that is certainly more problematic than than uh, Linda LeHughes. Now, this is what really threw me for a six. Mm. Is that the fact that I read the following statement that Gimme 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 is based on the Mike Lee play Abigail's Party? Shut up. No, it can't be. Who said that? Wikipedia. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, a couple. I was looking.
Jackson Trivian, who wrote it, da 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 da. And I love Abigail in Abigail's party. And I, I suppose I can see that Linda LaHughes is very similar to the, she thinks she's maybe better than she is. Because, I mean, the confidence that Abigail has got and the confidence that Linda has got is is through the roof. Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't say they were, I think that's the end of the similarities between them. Abigail would want to clean you. Yeah, the fact that you they have names. They have they wear clothes. They wear clothes. <laughs> but but um, you know, if you didn't like Abigail and said something horrible, Abigail would be quite hurt, take it upon herself. Whereas if you said something like that to Linda, she'd be like, "Oh, I call you Lesbo." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to chat about Derek another time. But I've never seen it, and I hope I never have to. So. I've seen outtakes because if you watch the afterlife outtakes, it automatically runs into Derek outtakes. And I just, I, I, that's my weak spot. Care homes and um, nursing homes. I just, that's my weak spot. When I hear of anyone being bad inside one of those places, I'm like, I just think they should die then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, you know. Can you be clear who you think should die in a care home, please? Yeah, the people that rob them or abuse them. Or... Thank you. I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Online chat show thinks oh, people should die. No, we don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah, no, people who steal off the elderly, we're taking a turn. Sure, yeah, we don't. But, but we are taking the I turn. absolutely love James Dreyfus, and he went on to star then later. And I remember watching this live episodes, watching the what you know, pressing the buttons and getting there in the right time. He was in Sybil. Was he? Yeah. I so, thought you were going to say Hobie City because he was in an episode of Hobie City and he was brilliant, but all you could see was his, was his uh, rolling gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, because Sybil, what's Sybil's surname? Sybil, Sybil, um... Shepherd. Pardon? Sybil Shepherd, right. Sybil Shepherd was in that show with the woman out of Mamma Mia, and then after that, she had a programme that was just a sitcom with her publicist was James Dreyfus, and it only lasted one season, and I loved Sybil, and I loved James Dreyfus, and I was like, this is the best show ever! <laughs> and I think it was just me that thought that. Yeah, you were the viewer for that. I was the viewer. <laughs> well, he's brilliant. I think he did get massively typecast after that because he, and it was hard to see him as anything else. It was such the pair of them were just such a good character, you know. Yeah, um, he, um, he, yeah, we're saying wait for God because uh, that was. That, that, Jeffrey Palmer, that's right, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. No, have a drink with Jeffrey because he only he only recently just left. Um, but uh, no, it was Tom Stoppard, wasn't it? Jeffrey Palmer was in As Times Goes By. Um, but Tom Stoppard as well. Wait for God, I love because Stephanie Coles is probably one of the, the one of the best female actresses the UK has ever produced. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> diagram of actors you know old <laughs> not around anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> people i want to meet but can't <laughs> <laughs> but i 
Jesus, he plays dark now. He plays creepy dark. I've seen him in a couple of murder mysteries where he is... Um, well, Graham Crowden, was it not Tom? Or is Tom Stoppard the... He's a playwright. Tom He's Stoppard. a Tom playwright, yeah. Um, but... Um, That's right. Um, so he's been playing really dark roles now where he turns up and he's instantly the sinister person. So he has taken fucking decades to shake this off, stereotyping, yeah. right? Yeah. But then Kathy went on to do Waynette, a slob, and yeah. no one gave a shit. Yeah. And uh, also, she played a serious role in um, one of the James Bond films. She was in Skyfall, I think it was. Real tell me now if I'm wrong. <laughs> No, no, not James Bond, sorry. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Oh, right, I don't know, though. I don't like But she can do it all, Kathy Burke. She's, she is a chameleon. I think maybe it was because this is the first time I'd seen him in anything, but she'd already done loads of acting before that, you know? And she done, She was in Nil by Mouth, which was um, a serious film. She just, she just done so much stuff. Yeah. She's, she is a, a great actor, you know, he's such a chameleon. So maybe that's... I don't know why he couldn't shake it, but he just couldn't for a while. But now, now Kathy doesn't really do much. She, um, she doesn't do acting anyway. I know she does some direction. I know she's had some sort of illness as well. She's getting over that. Listen to a couple of podcasts. She did a couple of episodes of the Adam Buxton podcast. Really interesting. So I check that out if, if you can. I think maybe about March time, she was definitely on the last leg. She's done the last leg a couple of times. Oh, the oh, yeah. show. Um, yeah. Do you follow her I on Twitter? I don't actually know, but I should do. I love her so much. She doesn't give it. I think that's why I love it. She does not give a shit. She's got no ego. She'll call anyone what whatever she thinks you know uh she's just brilliant she's hilarious right so hugh who is our resident we've got a couple of amazing names can i just say because we've got hugh janus and we've also got um some a new person for uh jack mehaw <laughs> is that also hugh hugh is that you also we've got two now <laughs> they're but also friends names. with jack's mehaw well, is good friends with Drew Peacock. Um, uh, not yeah. Chris Peacock. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> she played Susan to X Men. So she, she was into. Are you sure about that, Hugh? And Look at that. <laughs> we both just stopped oh, watching. Absolutely loving it. 
Yeah, yeah. she was hilarious. I've got character development and a speaking part? No way! You know I'm over 40, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm on Beth God. Beth Goddard is the name of the actor. And yeah. she was! She was in X-Men uh, first, whatever, Mrs. Xavier. And... Oh, she was in Des. Um... You know when you're watching something, you're like, I know her from what we were saying earlier. My dad will always say, oh, who is she now? Wasn't she in EastEnders? It'd be like Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm like, no, Dad, Cameron Diaz was not in EastEnders. You know, he's sometimes you have to shut him up. We're 10 minutes into a program. I'm like, they're actors. Get over it, you know. So um, so I am a bit, I'm a little bit like, oh, she's been in, she's been in loads of stuff. Oh, Beth. Look at Beth Goddard. But she is such a good actress because I can, you can, she, she almost physically changes when she plays those suave sort of like, like I'm a lawyer or I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be posh and snippy and make a good point kind of characters. And then the minute I saw her wear that fucking jumper with her name, with Jez and Sue's on it, I wanted to smash her teeth in. Yeah. And I was right there 20 years ago going off. Because I, <laughs> I couldn't remember it at all, and considering I watched all of it, I couldn't. I, it was like rewatching it for the first time again. And it, apart from the problematic wording here and there, it was pretty. It held up pretty well. It's pretty fresh, and it, it would have been really out there because you know it alludes to threesomes and it's it's solid sitcom. Can you imagine though if that was set in twenty twenty? And they went, right, the whole premise of the show is that she doesn't turn the piece of paper over. And they'd be like, and then what? And they're like, that's the whole point of the episode. Yeah, yeah. But, but what, what, what else happens? No, no, that's, that is the main point of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the main point. The main point was who was the guy and the fact she didn't turn it over is what, you know, she said, oh, she thought Pito. Yeah. Was the name of straight the bra. Swerve Spanish, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Really funny. Right. So I think we've exhausted that topic. Mm-hmm. And it's my turn. Okay. Uh, Kathy Burke is still working. Quick, last message uh she's in an animated show with andrew scott uh moriarty from sherlock and the hot bitter from fleabag called school of Rose. oh i'll have to check that out check it out i can just imagine her saying oh yeah i prefer animated because i haven't got to get dressed special or anything (laughs) (laughs) right love go in do half an hour and that's me sorted for three months oh i've got fucking bored go to makeup and wardrobe School of Rock. I've not heard of that. We'll have to look that up. Do you know what um, channel it's on, Ray, please? Um, so, drumroll, please. My choice. Right, have you got Netflix, Lucy? I do, Sarah. I always ask this, but I just double-check. Okay. Right, so because we were talking so much about Christmas, mine, my suggestion is a sitcom, but it's a specific episode of a sitcom so the sitcom is one of my personal favorites but it's called community oh i was waiting for this to turn up 
And the episode I would like you to watch is season two, episode 11, Arbed and Controllable Christmas. Um, so many people have recommended Community to me. And I have to be honest, I couldn't cope with... I was, cause I was watching Brooklyn 99 or 99. And, and I genuinely thought I was trapped in a vortex of 11 years. Where there are so many fucking seasons and episodes. I was like, I can't start Community whilst I've still got in Brooklyn Nine-Nine going on. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, you've mentioned it so many times, I was going to wait for it to come on the review. So this is my Christmas present. I've been waiting Yay! on you to mention Oh, there we go. Yeah. So it's Community and Season 2, Episode 11, Arbor's Uncontrollable Christmas. It's a doozy. Yay! Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we've got the fantastic Susie Bennett. Absolutely can't wait. In the meantime, I hope you're all very safe out there. Keep washing your hands. Stay away um, from I, the I'd like to say thank you very much to being a wonderful co-host and I just don't know why I also want to say thank you very much to everybody that listens and everyone that tunes in and if you have a spare moment and a spare three pounds if you can go on jokepit.com type into the A to Z kitchen sink and you can buy us a cuppa and all that money goes towards our tech fees so please 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 don't think we squander it on you know cats and gin that's why I, that's why I have a job for those things